Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, sometimes bookshops that specialise particularly in second-hand or antique books will buy an entire library, something that Kenny's Bookshop in Galway did recently. But among the books there was another discovery, a pair of Mexican gold coins. Tomas Kenny joins us now from there. Good afternoon, Tomas. Hi, Sean. How's it going? Uh, Now, I know the person you bought it from wants to remain anonymous, but what can you tell us about this collection? Um, it's it's a it's very large. There's about twenty five thousand books in total um, in the collection. Uh, most of it has been sitting in um, in one place for the guts of about thirty years. Uh, so the boxes are unopened and and pretty dusty. Um, and the books in it go back from the oldest one we've got so far is um, early eighteenth century uh, until about the let's say 1980s so the books cover a, a fairly substantial period of time right and yeah. yeah and in the midst of it there was this one uh prayer book which um is in itself entirely unremarkable and uh we're only very lucky we've a wonderful person working here sarah Gallagher, who happened to investigate the book fully in a way that i don't think anyone else would have would have bothered and yeah she came across these uh these two gold coins hidden in the back of the spine yeah now and and it seems from the description that like sarah decided to take the cover off the book which you wouldn't necessarily always do uh, yeah so yeah exactly the, the the book is the cover of the book is, is kind of soft leather uh that you, if you see any kind of priest going around with the bible or you know like a lot of religious um uh, publications would have this very soft leather so to cover that to protect it what they tend to do is they they make an, another cover going around it out of that same soft leather which they then attach to the book it's it's basically a very fancy leather dust jacket for mm. want of a better way of putting it but it's attached to the book so it's not that easy to take off and um the book itself like i say is entirely unremarkable it's not worth you know any money you know on its own and there was no reason in the world for her to take off the cover i don't know what what possessed her to do so because even though the gold coins are very very heavy the book itself weighs an awful lot anyway so you wouldn't you know it didn't feel kind of unduly heavy or anything for her to for her to take off the cover but uh but yeah fair play to her for doing it yeah but it's but it, but it seems like from the description that they were deliberately hidden there absolutely yeah so they were they were um sellotaped to the spine uh at to the back of the spine and um they're mexican uh the the date on them is 1947 and i mean although it's the the the, the book itself has no date it's it's certainly mid 20th century so it's about a similar date to the to the coins and although by that stage mexico was becoming a bit of a nicer place to uh, to the clergy to catholic clergy it was still a very very difficult place to be in the 20s and 30s it was extremely cold house for them mm. um but once you get kind of into the post where it starts to open up a bit but it's still a very you know there's not many uh, catholic priests around and it's relatively safe to assume i guess that um the priest whoever owned this was keeping it uh, keeping them there in case he needed to to make a sharp getaway, I guess. You know. Ah, right. Okay. And so, the, as you said, the, the, the mid forties are they? How much would they have been worth at the time? So they've a um, on it. They have fifty pesos, uh, which is uh, what it says on it. Now that's a nominal, um, a nominal value. Even when they were minted, they were worth 
multiples of that. Um, that was just whatever the Central Bank in Mexico uh, printed. They had to have some class of a of a of a tender amount on it, and, and that's what they used. So I don't know what they would have been worth at the time. Um, they're worth about five thousand euro now. So, Thank you. Uh, I, you know, a, a significant amount of money, I guess. Yeah. The the I'd say, I'd say, okay. So they're worth about. Uh, why would they be worth so much now? So the, they're 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 pure gold, uh, solid gold. So um, they're, they're I, you'll appreciate. I'm I'm learning a lot about the gold coin yes. business in the last few days <laughs> that I that I didn't necessarily know um, a few days ago. But they have a they have a value just for their gold content. And then there are people out there who want the coins for the for the I suppose the historical and cultural uh, significance of the coin themselves mm. so they have a minimum value which is to say the value of gold at the time and um, you know as, as the value rises and falls and then there's a, a kind of a I suppose a, a little value on top for the fact of what they are and the provenance of what they are and the coin itself yeah now I, I, I as I understand you have been back onto the person you bought the library from were they kind of going oh that's where I left those coins just you know drop them <laughs> off yeah so i it was the first thing i did because the last you know we didn't want to um i suppose just it was an unusual discovery we we agreed to buy books you know and Mm. and while this was in a book it's not a book and and uh so yes we we contacted them and uh said you know what like basically what do you want to do you know is there is there somebody out there who 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 had them or whatever but they know they were theirs they knew they, they they knew they existed they just didn't know where they were and um so we just, yeah, we, we said because of the, the nature of it, I guess, um, like I say, we, we agreed to buy a library of 25,000 books, which we would then sell, hopefully, the 25,000 books. We didn't expect this. So we said, felt a bit uncomfortable making money off it, I guess. So we just mm. said we'd donate um, the proceeds to charity. So that's right. the agreement we came to with them, yeah. Okay, and have you decided what charities to donate it to? So, yes, we're donating them. We're splitting it between two, um, between Galway, Simon. And uh, the Red Cross Ukraine appeal, right? Of course. Do would you would you regularly buy libraries of that size? Uh, Twenty five thousand books is an unusual size, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest library we've ever bought was we bought a bookshop in Hammersmith in London, uh, which was about seven to eight hundred thousand items. Oh my um, god. Yeah, that, so uh, that was my uncle who went on holiday to London. Uh, in, in the <laughs> came late back with a bookshop. Came, yeah, exactly. Um, and it took us several years to bring all those uh, all those back from from London. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we, we literally, I suppose, we'd, we'd always look at anything, you know. Um, mm. Whatever anybody rings us up with, we're 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 open to. We're lucky that we have the space here to be able to to bring in because you'll appreciate that's a huge amount of even twenty five thousand yeah. books is a lot, um, and then you need space to sort them and and all the rest of it. So, uh, but well, yeah, yeah, but you've the bookshop there in the art gallery, but it's not that big. You must have a warehouse or something that you keep them we- in. Yeah, we do. We we've, we've warehouse outside of the city, and, ah, right, which yeah. which is our shop, and uh, we. we it's our shop now as well. And, uh, yeah, there's about a million books on site here at the moment. Um, and uh, we cycle through it fairly, fairly regularly. Right. And so, so and you would buy 25,000 books or whatever. And, and then you're selling the books off sing- singly, is it? Or you sell them as well? yeah, yes, depending on. So sometimes we would we would uh, group things together if they're of, uh, particularly when you when you buy uh, individual private libraries. Um, they, people tend to have a 
you know, singular interest, whether it's in Irish nationalism or beekeeping or hospitals in Loud in the 16th century or, you know, something. Mm -hmm. So you, you might end up with with the kind of group of things that are all there. There are a lot of different books, but they're effectively one one item. And, and we might sell that off as a, as, a, as a set, for want of a better way of putting it. Yeah. But in general, yeah, absolutely. We'd be selling them all individually. Yeah, I, I would imagine, apart from gold coins, this is a very unusual occurrence. But you, you probably do you find letters and notes and annotations even inside books. Yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd fairly frequently find things. Well, I say frequently things like 20 pound notes or <laughs> Polaroids of family photos or whatever. But yeah, in terms of value, let's say you would f quite often um, if somebody got a letter from an author or was in, co had a correspondence with an author or whatever, they, if, if they got that letter, they would frequently put the letter in the book that they have by that mm. author. So, um, you know, we've come across letters from Churchill and Tolkien and uh, that sort of thing in, in editions of their books. Um, and uh yeah it's great and you know like quite you can come across uh things like particularly in ireland you know in terms of relating to irish history you can find things on, on a fairly regular basis you know whether it's um notations in in the in the work itself by people who were there at the time saying no no what this person is writing about the rising isn't true this is the way we did it or that sort of thing um you can come across that uh every now and then which is wonderful because it's it's living history you know? yeah it's, that's it's fascinating how often does it happen though that when sarah's going through all these books she goes oh hello first edition ulysses number two uh, <laughs> uh, and the person you bought it off didn't know not, not often enough um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but it's 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 I mean, yeah, generally, if, if people have very high-end books, they know they have high-end books. And, mm. and and for us, the crucial thing is if we're buying off people to pay them a fair price, because if, if so it's not, even if we came across the first edition of Ulysses and the client hadn't known, we'd have told them, in a similar way we told them about the gold coins, yeah. because what happens is people talk to their friends who also have books and so on and so forth. And it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. Things then come back to us um, that mightn't have gotten to us in the, you know, other libraries that might not have gotten to us and, you know, had that not happened either. So, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it is great coming across hidden treasures, whether it's gold coins or, or first editions or whatever. And it doesn't happen as, <laughs> as often as all that, <laughs> but it's, but it, what's amazing is it's, it's, it's quite often the books that people don't think are valuable are valuable so you'd have people coming in with a, a library that's 19th century books and there might be a couple of first editions of let's say dickens um and people would think it's worth you know they can retire kind of thing and but he was one of the first mass-produced authors so yeah. the first edition there was actually hundreds of thousands of them and they're worth a bit don't get me wrong but it's it, you know they're not worth that that level of they don't have that level of value but they may have other you know kind of tracks on the famine or poverty in ireland in 1842 just pre-famine was one i was looking at this morning and um, which is worth a significant amount of money but you know people don't often pay the same heed to i guess non-fiction for want of a better way of putting it as they do to fiction yes. and uh so yeah so it's 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 a great job because you know you never know what's going to happen on a day-to-day -day basis uh, in terms of uncovering things like that that's fascinating stuff dean texted in to say can you imagine bringing those seven hundred thousand books back from london now with brexit i would imagine Imagine that would be a, a tricky one, all right. Where, where, yeah. do, do you have a date yet for auctioning the coins? Uh, we don't. We don't. We've, we've a lot of interest, and uh, we've contacted an auctioneer to um, to see what the next step is. Because, as I say, we're it's not the sort of thing we'd normally deal with. Um, so we we've, we've got a guy, and he's going to, I suppose, let us know when the next uh, 
next auction date, but I expect in the coming months. Right. Uh, Tomas, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, keep up the good work there. That's uh, Tomas Kenny there, manager of Kenny's Bookshop in Galway. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. After that, how the sleeping bag changed the world. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.